0: Welcome to the Leading is Serving podcast. Number number 3. Woohoo! Yeah. We're, we made it. We made the, it. This is this is this episode is easily going to be in my top 3.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of you,
0: Jason. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks man. Thanks. So, yeah, my name's Jason.
1: This is Chris Wood.
0: Yeah. And uh, we're glad to be with you. Thanks for tuning in today.
1: Yes, so, thank you. Uh, Super uh, excited about today's um guest. Yeah. So, um but on the personal note, Jason, what have you been up to, man? Where are, what I mean, have I, I been up to? I haven't, I haven't spent a minute since I've seen you.
0: Yeah, it has, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, you- man, I don't know. I guess I'll, I'll give you the, uh, what I've been doing in my free time. How's that?
1: Okay. That sounds good.
0: Because <laughs> there's plenty of it. Wait, I was going to say, you have um, free time? No. I've, uh, I've, I've. One of my sons is interested in welding. And so we've been on Netflix. We've been watching, uh, The Forged in Fire. Oh, have you seen that? I have that where they're making the knives and competition weapons. That's a weapons, neat thing, it isn't it? It's kind of cool. I'm like, I've never, I've never played with fire in that. And uh, now there's a new <laughs> Whole one. Whole
1: noon meeting to playing with fire. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> in a positive route. Right. Um, but then there's another one. Uh, I think it's called Metal Shop Masters. Okay. That's about welding and about the craftsmanship and technique behind welding. Ooh, I haven't and seen this. And these are people who are known for their sculpting in metalwork. And some, I mean, they've some of the sculptures are like 30, 50 feet high. I mean, massive. Oh my goodness. Some are small. And in the competitions, they have to, uh, like, one they have to create a barbecue grill, like a smoker, with um, that actually looks like the food that they're smoking. Are you serious? So one is like a fish grill. That you open, the, the, the top fin opens up on the back of the fish. Right. And the rib cage of the fish is, is it, the grill that you put your fish on. Oh, no way. Yeah. It's super cool. <laughs> that is amazing. And then I won't, you know. How
1: much time did it take to make that thing?
0: They give them like eight hours. No way.
1: That guy came up with that from thing in concept. eight hours.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. Well, at least that's what you see on the show, right? Right, right. <laughs> then there's TV. And I won't do too much of a spoiler alert, but the final competition between the last two guys, I mean, it's kind of like Survivor where, you know, you get voted off. Uh-huh. Like they start with eight or nine. <coughs> Excuse me. But the final competition is a um, zombie apocalypse attack vehicle. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so they, const- they like, build a, a vehicle around vehicle. a golf cart frame. Oh, wow. It is freaking cool. So
1: <laughs> Now I have to... F- Now I know what I'm doing in my free time. Yeah,
0: so I highly recommend checking that out on Netflix. I'm going. That's what I've been up to. Okay, it's on Netflix. So just in case you're wondering. (laughs) um, But on a little heavier note, what have you been up to? Any, what have you been running through in some of your businesses lately? You
1: know, uh, it's funny you should ask. I have been dealing with an accounting problem, and fun. uh, Apparently, it's been going on a little longer than I knew about. So. I am reaching out to people that I know that are, um, more well-versed in that. And I am not a matter of fact, I do believe that I've been told recently that I should not be doing it at all, but that's okay. You know what? Uh, I, what the thing about it is, is like as a small business owner, I think you have to kind of got to learn some of this stuff mm-hmm. and I don't want to be proficient in it because I don't want it. it's not my lifelong story, but, um, I also think at some level, I need to understand it and what went wrong and try to know how to fix it before I turn it over to somebody else, which is probably some would say is a waste of time considering that it's not going to be, but I also see the, in my head, I kind of see the value in just learning from it. So just because um, I'm the guy that likes to be a lifelong learner, I think I'm probably going to try to take the, okay, let's try to learn from this and then go from there. But if it
0: gets too involved, then it'll be a, Hey, it's time to outsource that. But right. <laughs> well, it's not lost on me that you didn't call me for advice. Oh, on CPA I'm accounting glad you're, work. I'm glad you're not upset. <laughs> I am glad you didn't call because <laughs> that is not as not me. So okay. that would and that kind of leans into what we want to talk about leadership wise. Correct. Because last week we talked about being that 100x leader, being healthy, and um, you know. Diving into areas in my life, like finances, uh, that breeds unhealth in me because, yeah, no thank you. Right. You know, it's not, it's not what brings me energy or joy in my life. And so, right. um, but we, we kind of left it open-ended last week of what, what is healthy? What does that look like? Uh-huh. And uh, there's a tool um, called the Peace Index that I, that I use frequently in terms of what is my health like today? Um, how okay. am I going? And this, and the, like the hundred X fluctuates up and down. Right. Um, this fluctuates as well. And so there's five areas that are are primary in our lives as leaders, as you know, as as business leaders. <clears throat> that if these five things are are clicking and healthy in our lives, that promotes a overall health in our lives. And so the first one, and this is, and this is the biggest one for me. Uh, the first one is purpose. That it does. I feel like there's a purpose for my life, and am I fulfilling the purpose? Am I living into that and mm-hmm. dealing with financial issues? Uh, that not a strong it, purpose thing. That doesn't give me much purpose. <laughs> 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 and so, if um, but you know, if what I'm doing each day is leaning into what I feel is my core purpose for my life, mm-hmm. oh, man, I'm, I'm healthier because of that. And That's so, awesome. so purpose is a huge thing. Um, people is another one. And by the way, most of these start with P. It no, makes it easier for you to remember the right? five P's. Yeah, yeah, the five P's. Um, so, people is the people that you're surrounded around, or that are surrounding you. Um, whether that's in your business, your family, um, you know, your social circles, your networks, and things like that. Um, you know, are are those people building you up or are they bringing you down? Mm-hmm. So, there's certainly people in life that a r- desire definitely. a little more drama in their lives, and right. it's harder to deal with. And, but yet there's seasons in life right? where we are committed to those people. Right. And we will walk through that with them. Right. And so what other people around us that we love and are connected to are going through kind of promotes our health and, 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 and can bring that down at times. And sometimes that's necessary and needed and mm-hmm. loved. I mean, yeah, let's do it. But how are we going to get through this? Correct. So, so you got your purpose, you got your, your people. Um, third. And, you know, we're we're in the Midwest. We're really not great at this. Personal cool. health. Right. Yeah. The whole idea of working out, just I'm struggling with it. I
1: know. I I did get up and do it yesterday, but I did not do it today.
0: I, I saw a quote um, yesterday by Carrie a Newhoff, a leader that I follow, mm-hmm. um, said that uh, burnout, exhaustion is the gateway to moral failure. Oh, that's interesting. I know. And that was right after I... Had some M Ms and a big Dr Pepper, <laughs> and I thought, yeah, that and probably you know diet choices are probably the gateway to you know, or the first step through that gate. <laughs> so, <laughs> so our health, I mean, whether it's whether it's food related, exercise related, sleep related, you uh-huh. know, we've got we've got two kiddos at home that um, are struggling to sleep through the night. My yeah. wife is <laughs> she's assigned me one of the kids, and she takes the other kid, and and when they're up, we're up. And it's it makes for some short nights sometimes or, or long. long nights short sleep long night right yeah right and so that personal health really matters at times mm-hmm. for us um, fourth one is uh, provision you know how's uh, how are your finances looking as a family as a company as a business as an organization um, that if that provision is healthy um, that allows you to focus on the things of life that you really want to focus on right. Yeah, because I don't uh, want to really be dealing with this accounting problem. I got to tell you. <laughs> but, yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but I also know that it's part of the health of the bigger picture.
0: Absolutely. Whether it's a whether it's an accounting problem or it's um, we're not sure if electricity is still going to be on at the end of the week, mm-hmm. uh, or we can keep the doors open. Um, those are the things that distract us from our core purposes, the core people in our lives, mm-hmm. our core health. Our health. And um, yeah, and mm. the last last one is place, environment. Um, and this, I, I'm a creative by nature, and so this is big for me that um, I like I like, like nice environments. Yes. You know, whether it's wood walls, you know, nice nicely desk. stained table, you know, yes. equipment, you know. Things like that do affect me and how I'm productive or focused um, that a, a bad environment can really pull me away. And so, you know, and actually we're going to be talking about that a little bit. We uh, are. In our, in our interview today about... Um, how balance, how being, uh, choosing the flexibility of a work from home life. Um, yes, you know, those are things that we've either chosen or we've kind of been forced upon, S- especially
1: lately. in the midst of a pandemic Absolutely, I mean, like, or the pro or after pandemic Absolutely. situation is completely in com- that completely shifted it bef- even before, um, or things sh- we're trying to stay in balance before, but that really shifted it. So, yeah.
0: yeah so. I mean, we'll dive into that here in a minute with the interview, but you know, right. thinking through that peace index of what you know, even giving yourself a percentage score in each of those things. So, you know, Chris, how are you doing with your purpose? Are you do you feel like you're hundred percent living into your purpose, fifty percent, eighty percent? What's what's good for you, you know, and, right. and going through each of these areas, kinda of giving a percentage to each of those five things.
1: So let me ask you this. Do you go through this every week just to kinda see where you're at on the scale or every month? Or is this a is this a something that you need to how, how, what would you encourage me as a business owner? What how often Would you encourage me to do this?
0: Well, um, are you asking the, the hopeful structured mind of Jason Kemp or the actual, let's go with fly the, by the seat of my pants, Jason. Kemp. Let's go with the reality <laughs> version of like, what's truly like reality. Reality for me is I will get in a, get in a funk and stop and reflect on this and go, Oh, it's that one.
1: Mm. That's
0: why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling.
1: Give you some good insight to right. why what there's something wrong, right?
0: And lately, lately it's it you know, like I said, it's been the sleep aspect of, you know, just going. Why am I not productive? Why can I not get something done today? Mm. Oh, I, I'm, I'm really hour. low in personal health at the moment. Mm. That's why I'm not feeling sharp. That's why I'm not feeling healthy today. And you know, and so, um, but from a structured way, I would. My hope is that I would look at this weekly, uh-huh. you know, particularly on a Sunday night for me as I look toward the, f- the, coming, week, the coming week, how am I entering this week? What, uh-huh. which one of these areas do I want to work on and focus on of, you know, I'm only feeling 60% healthy in, in this one area. How can I boost that a little bit this week? Okay. How can I move the needle on that one area? Um, unfortunately, I tend to do a little more retrospect, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I use this with uh, the people that I work with. Okay. I mean, almost weekly, you know, hey, how's your peace index, how are you doing on this or that? And as, as we get to know each other deeper and, you know, connect deeper, I'm able to, you know, to know the struggles that are going on and we're able to sharpen one another in that of, they know the nights I didn't sleep, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) they know, you know, and I know the nights that, uh, you know, they've got a family issue going on with some extended family and, um, you know, we're able to talk about those things and and help each other grow through these moments. And it's, it's I I love doing this in community with one another.
1: That's awesome. I you love know, I love the I love the, uh, the uh, ability to um, figure out what's what's missing. What, yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I mean, how many times have you sat down before you had? I don't know how long you've had this, but before you had this and just going, what is wrong,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or what is right? I mean, like, right? It's hard to know. Right, because at least we got some parameters on. Because like, this.
0: you know, and some of it is very present-minded, and mm-hmm. some of it's very future-minded. Like, like if you take the provision for, a, for example, I mean, today the bills are paid. Right. But with the uncertainty of COVID, there have been a lot of people thinking, "But what about tomorrow?" Right. I'd or I don't like my job. I don't like the place I'm in. <laughs> but if I change job, that but provision's good today. But tomorrow, I don't know. Right, And I want to live into purpose and, you know, be in a better place, but man, provision's good. How do I make that change? Mm -hmm. And so because one is really healthy, but tomorrow you don't know how that's going to shift. Um, This has given a really good framework for me to understand how I truly feel of, you know, I think, I think, um, you know, I I rated myself as a 60% in one of these areas when I first did this peace index. And it was, it was that tension of, well, today it's good, so it should be closer to 90, but tomorrow i don't know mm. and so it gave me a very clear way to think about think about that in my life which was really cool so
1: hmm.
0: that's that's really good all right so the five things okay. were purpose people your personal health the provision and the place your environment right. so we want we going to keep that tool in our back pocket we do we do yeah, this I is mean, a this is a this is about cuz bottom line if if you're trying to be a healthy leader uh-huh. And you're trying to multiply that into other people's lives. You can't give away what you don't have. Right. Which is huge. Yeah. And so huge. if if you're not healthy, how can you build health into uh-huh. the people around you, the okay. people underneath you? Because um, you can only bring your best when you're at your best. Right. I mean, right. You see it in sports. You see it, you know, if, uh-huh. if you've got a bum knee, you can't run the bases. Yep. A well, little difficult. You can't make the cut out of the backfield. That's for sure. Shooting the jumper is not as easy. Right. And so um, you can't give away what you don't have. And so, yeah,
1: good stuff. Good stuff. So
0: tell us about our interview today.
1: So I, like I said, I was super, I'm super excited about Megan Von Dilligan is joining us today. And she is a mortgage broker. She's going to talk about what she does. And I am super excited. I've, I am a huge fan of hers as well, just because i one, I've, she's helped me in the past. And then all on top of all that, like, when people call me and ask me and they have these questions like I tell them to call her because and so it's just great to get insight into her world and wh- how she's impacting people as a leader because be, there's people calling her that um, that she's trying to help and they're not always listening there's people out there that don't always want to listen to what she has to say and you know it's a mm-hmm. that's a tough leader to be you know yeah. when you when you're trying to deliver truth and wisdom to somebody and they're not wanting to listen mm-hmm. to it um, so I'm super excited about her and super excited about her passion, about what she does and passion about her family. Mm-hmm. It's just exciting. And that's, that's the neat part just to watch it and yeah. just to watch that a leader take off like that and just, just watch that. And I'm excited for her,
0: that's um, cool. truly, uh, her growth in the coming. Years. Sounds good. Hey, we'll be back right after it, but, uh, let's jump over and meet right. Megan. Here Sounds we go. Good.
1: All right. Well, today uh, we want to welcome Megan Von Dilligan.
2: Hi uh, Megan. Well done, Von Dilligan. Yes. Hello. Nice to see you. Wow. <laughs> yes. Von Dilligan. Was yes.
1: Like and yes. how how is the best way to remember your last name?
2: The way I tell everybody to remember it is that Von Dilligan rhymes with Gilligan. That's the easy way to uh it's easy way to remember that someone offered us $100 to name our firstborn Gilligan Von Dilligan and we said no, but I think he's glad we declined. Would then. you have had a
0: dollar amount that you would have gone for? I
2: don't know. I haven't. <laughs> I wouldn't let myself go there. Yeah,
0: that's probably good. That's
2: safe. <laughs> yeah, but you know.
0: Awesome. Well, glad you're here with us. Thank you. That's cool. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining me. us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about your story. Kind of, um, are you where you come from? How yep. you got to this point?
2: Yep. So I'm from the south side of Indianapolis. I've grown up around here forever and ever, and um, currently live still live here. My kids are in school around here. Um, my husband and I have a home um, in a neighbor in a nearby neighborhood over here. and I have um, I'm a mortgage broker. I work very full-time as a mortgage broker and um, started that as a loan officer in two thousand one. So the landmark of that is everyone references that is pre two thousand and eight when it got really crazy. And so um, been doing that ever since in different capacities and different roles, but that's what I do now every day very cool yep
1: so can you break that down a little bit for us because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious I've heard mortgage broker in many different uh, places but I've never truly what exactly do you would you say you're
2: so that's a really good question because even friends personal friends of mine will sometimes come to me and say what do you do because why wouldn't I just walk into my bank and go to the desk and the guy that's right. sitting there would help me get a mortgage and I say well the difference is um, we're we're not a depository so we only do mortgages we're really really good at first mortgages especially, but we do have other avenues for lines of credit and things like that. But um, as a broker, my level of licensing allows me to lend money for uh, several investors. So those investors are sometimes people, uh, companies that other people have heard of, like a bank, and um, sometimes they're investors that will only lend money through someone like me as a mortgage broker. So my licensing allows me to take an application from a client um, get their information, pull credit one time. If I need to, if, that, if we're at that point, where we're ready to pull credit. And then I can go to 15 different places and figure out the best scenario for what fits their needs. Yeah.
1: That sounds That's pretty cool. Like a lot of paperwork
2: <laughs> <laughs> sometimes.
1: <laughs> and I mean, you've talked in the, I mean, you and I've talked in the past, but there's also a great amount of, um, coaching, hand-holding through the process of screening people and helping them understand what exactly you need from them as well as
2: what's
1: pertinent to their situation. I
2: describe it in myself as being a project manager for every transaction that happens. So I basically, I know you can relate to project management, so I um, definitely feel like from the very first conversation, you know, I'm identifying how to meet the need that they have and then I walk them through the entire thing from start to finish, which I think really sets us apart... Um, from a lot of other companies and a lot of big box companies is because you don't call an 800 number, you text me or call me. And then I'm your kind of your advocate and your person to walk you through that entire process because it can be a process and it's a big purchase and it's a big deal in people's lives to purchase a home or to make the decision financially to refinance. And um, so I love that part of it. That's probably my favorite part of it is that one-on-one interaction of like okay and I say to them like I don't know if this is good news or bad news but you're gonna be stuck with me for about the next 30 to 45 (laughs) days while we while we work through this and so um that's how that that's kind of how that process works is really just managing it from start to finish and helping them through the entire process.
0: That's cool Mm -hmm. Now you mentioned I think you used the phrase very full-time.
2: Yes. (laughs) Huh? I was thinking
0: about that, too. Yeah. Like, hmm. um, so it sounds like 30 hours a week max.
2: Mm, yeah, uh-huh. lots of sure. napping. <laughs> I Yes, I take a lot of time to nap. And... 30 hours
0: a day? Or yes, is that just,
2: yes. Just for <laughs> the yes. week. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying yeah. to clarify. All of that. Huh? Yeah. As you may have heard, it's been a little busy in this industry lately with uh, low interest rates and lots of people trying to buy houses. So, yes, it's yeah. been very, very busy.
0: So, question then, when it comes, because you have family, mm-hmm. are you... Are you working out of the home, or do you have an I office? Do. Yeah, I work okay. from
2: home. Yeah, we have an office. Um, most of my offices for our company are up in northern Indiana. That's where they started, up in the Chesterton, Valpo, Maryville area. We do have a office in Fishers, but I prefer to work in my pajamas as much as possible so my commute consists of a flight of stairs from the upstairs bedroom down the stairs past the coffee machine and into the desk in my front room of my house so that's where I like to work and I personally I know that that's not a good fit for everybody to be able to work from home that way but for me I'm able to and my family makes it so that I can um start out and really be effective from you know A kid gets on the bus at 7, and I'm in there at, like, 7.05. And then I can work throughout the day as needed and step away as needed. Mm -hmm. So
0: So what are some of the maybe habits or structure that you put around? Because a lot of us in COVID have been, Mm -hmm. you know, either we've willingly chose to move into the home office Mm -hmm. or we've been forced into it, and some of us are choosing to stay in that Yes, as we (laughs) get further in that. What are some habits or structures you've put in place that have helped you guard that um, that productivity, not just in your career, but also, you know, your family
2: values. I think you just asked about balance, which I have very yeah. little of, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I own that toxic trait. But I would say that's a really that's a really good question, and I think um, we've talked a lot. Chris and I have talked a lot about this in different settings. But the the what I've put in place is really like okay, it, it revolves around family, and it revolves around time. It revolves around eating meal times, like. And kids are busy, so when they walk in the door, the phone gets set aside, and it just it just has to ring for a minute, and it's going to go to voicemail, and everyone's going to be okay. You know, there's generally not an emergency that's going to happen in the next 20 minutes while I can hear what's going on. One of the other things I make sure to do, and this sounds a little this sounds a little weird, but in the evenings when the kids do have activities and they're busy and running around, um, I am the one who wants to drive them a lot of the time because then I my hands are on a wheel, I'm not on my phone. I can be on my phone, but I let them go and I spend that time and they're like trapped with me in the backseat of the car. So they have to tell me what's going on because they're trapped. So we're in the car for, you know, 12 to 20 minutes in any given setting and I can just get snippets of their day and talk to them about their day and what's going on with them. And I really wholeheartedly try to stick to those moments. So I think it's really about identifying what works for what you have going on in your context and then making sure that that happens and really committing to that time.
0: Yeah, so finding finding those moments where you are together, yes, then setting those boundaries of I could be on my phone or I'm yes. going to let it ring. I mean, voice letting it go to voicemail. That's a yeah. That's a good thing, it's, isn't
2: it? Oh, man, it's, it's yeah. Uh huh. Yep, yeah. yep. 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 Mm-hmm. I, I actually, so now with the new iPhone update, you can um, set a you can set these boundaries of time and auto replies and things like that on texting. Oh, nice. I know. I didn't know that that was even there. It is. It's a new thing. Okay. So you can actually respond and say, I'm in a meeting or something. It'll auto-reply, so it's not this lingering text message. Because in this world of texting, like, you can get a voicemail and say on your voicemail, I'm out of the office today. But in texting, like, they text, and if you don't, people are very, they want to respond. I mean, it's very, it's it's just how we are. I'm the same way. I'm like, what do you mean you haven't responded in four and a half minutes? What do you? What do you? What could you possibly be doing that you're not responding <laughs> right. to me? Take so, two seconds. Yeah, just yeah. hit OK or thumbs up or something. Yeah. So, um, but they have a thing now that you can have an auto reply to your text messages. So I'm going to try and implement that.
0: I knew there was the option to reply to a phone call. Yes. Oh, I, I use that a lot. I didn't know there was an auto text.
2: Cool. I use oh, that that's a lot. Neat. Yes. Wow. There you go. Nice. There's your IT tip. Mm-hmm. So,
0: okay. so now, like you've talked about, and
1: one of the things that um, that you and I have talked about as well is like balancing that time, but you've also talked about how um, this has also given you the ability to make time mm-hmm. at times when you need. Let's touch on that real quick because I think those kind of go hand in hand with our balance conversations. They
2: do, yeah. I mean, I definitely have been able to go on school trips and been able to step away, and you know, sometimes my husband Jason and I will just, I'll just stop and we'll just go grab lunch somewhere just because it's a beautiful day out and the colors on the trees are pretty and we'll just walk away for a minute and just go grab lunch, and I just have to let it all go to voicemail just to be present in that time. With my What I do, I don't find that I can find four hours of a time block to do that, but I can find an hour or 20 minutes or something like that, and I think that's Mm going to look different for everybody post-COVID that's maybe going to keep working from home. Everybody may have different versions of that, but when you identify what that is, um, and that's just hugely important to be able to... Yeah, and I find I work better... Sometimes I just, you got to step away and clear and then go mm-hmm. back with fresh eyes.
1: Absolutely. So, so one, the, now, can I talk about the other side of things? So mm-hmm. on, on your coaching, like not your coaching, but on your business side of things, like you've affected people um, at different levels over the last couple of years. You and I have talked several times, but um, one of the things that keeps coming up is there's plenty of people that are looking at you going, you know what? I love what you do and how mm-hmm. you do it. How can I be... You know, in that role, in that role, and how mm-hmm. can um, how can I learn what to do? And yeah, so give us give us some insight on how you're serving other people by leading them and helping them understand what well, that looks like. Well,
2: I think there's this, and I think a lot of people came to this realization through quarantine and through that time is that they there's a place at home or in life that they need to find how to. Work can't be this structured box that they're in all the time, and they need to be able to have that flexibility. So I have people right. ask me a lot, like, you know, I, I think I want to do what you do. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> so, okay. So I, when we start talking about it, it's things like flexibility and being present and being able to get the kids off the bus and being able to um, just have an influence in their home financially and otherwise where they can make an impact and they can be present with their family but they can't do it in the capacity that they were used to doing it in before COVID. I think that's been a huge shift. And I think, um, I don't know if I'm I'm answering your question directly, but yeah, I think, um, I, I just feel like there's a strong need in people's hearts to be able to be more present and to have that flexibility. And I feel like so much of what I do is about meeting needs. I don't, you know, I don't look at it as just I'm loaning money and here's an interest rate and here's a bunch of numbers. Like people have a need, they need a pre-approval. They want to buy a house. They need to save $200 a month by refinancing. Whatever, they need to do something, and I have a way to meet it. And a lot of people find a lot of um, self-fulfillment by helping people accomplish things, whatever things there are. They feel a lot of – so I think people like being in a role like that where they can help someone else meet a dream, meet a goal, meet a financial goal, whatever the case may be.
1: Well, yeah. I, I mean, that truly is a testament to what we we have talked about with leadership and, and how we're serving other people right. and how much of an impact that you can make. Mm-hmm. So that's just a, that's a true testament to that. And mm-hmm. So so I guess let's take this to the next level. Mm-hmm. How many people are like, I know that in your field, like there's there's people that uh, help you do what you do. How many do you people work with you directly?
2: Like in a typical loan process, how many people are involved yeah. in the process? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm so I'll just br- give you the cliff notes of the process. So I'm the originator. So in my, and I can only speak to this in the context of how I work. So other companies and other lending institutions might be a little bit different, but I'm, re- I'm put in contact with or someone refers someone to me that has that need for a pre-approval or for to refinance or whatever it is, we talk through that. Then um, I'm pretty much all upfront. I'm considered a loan originator, so I'm at the beginning of it. Then um, document and paperwork wise, it's, um, I bring into the process a loan processor, so there's the second person, Mm -hmm. and then um, that processor is the liaison between the beginning of the process, which is me, and the human underwriter that will then underwrite the loan, make sure it meets all the guidelines, so there's three. Mm -hmm. So now, if there's a realtor involved in the transaction, then that realtor can, um, they're involved in it as well, so that's potentially four if it's a purchase transaction, and then... um, Then after underwriting, there's a closing department that will take over from there to finalize the money. So that's five closer with a title company. That's a sixth entity that's involved in it. So there are several people throughout the loan process, and that doesn't count like they have to have proof of homeowner's insurance. There's an insurance agent involved, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. There's an appraiser to give a value of a house. There could be a home inspector if it's a purchase. So there are a lot of capacities in this industry that are involved in the process, but, um, I'm sort of the glue, I think, on the money side of it. Right. Yeah.
1: So there's a huge, huge potential to touch people in different parts of their lives yes. and different things that are, that are going
2: on. Yeah. And speaking of touching people, I think we as a company, and I know I in particular take a lot of pride in trying to have those, build these good relationships and these positive interactions with these people, whether it's the client or the title company just an opportunity to give encouragement to my closer who I right. maybe had a bad day yesterday because of who knows what, but I'm able to say to her, Hey, my closing did I had a closing yesterday. It was flawless. I mean, it was, it was perfect. Right. And I, I messaged her afterwards and I was like, this was great. Thank you so much for doing all of that. So any, I, I feel like I truly look for the opportunities to try and like dish out that, like, thank you. You did. This is awesome. You made this right. whole thing go better. That's so, awesome.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Awesome.
2: I think we can all do that in any job that we do. Right. We just have to Completely look for it. Agree. Right. Yeah.
0: So I, I hear some values coming through what you're saying of of you're valuing the people that you're working with, how you uh, can improve their, not just their job, but their overall health and life. Uh-huh. Um, uh, there was the other one. Oh, I lost it. Values. Yeah. Oh, what of is... getting people from point A to point B, helping them realize their dreams, their needs, yeah. and helping them fulfill that in their lives when... Honestly, people like me are the ones who call you and say, just help me through this. Help because, me. Yeah. yeah. I don't.
2: Yeah. Uh, and most people are not very confident in that. I I, I get a, one of my probably most heartfelt conversations is when somebody calls me and says, I know of a She's, it's a single woman, maybe her husband recently passed away. I'm just using that scenario mm-hmm. as an example. She's super nervous. She's never done finances before. She's mm-hmm. never done any of this. She's lived in this wow. house for 28 years. She has no idea how to do any of this and she's terrified to go through this process. Can you please, just so, so you know, right. can you handle with care, you know, whatever. And I, I count that as like a huge compliment and a blessing to be able to help this person in this example to go through this process because they have no idea and they're completely overwhelmed. So to be yeah. able to help somebody like that is really great. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really yeah. cool.
0: Is there any moment in your journey that, um, we'll, we'll call it an accidental learning?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> accidental <laughs> Maybe something learning. didn't go as well as you had planned or uh-huh. hoped. Um trying not to use the failure word, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, sometimes we flop and mm-hmm. we learn something great out of that. Mm-hmm. Anything come to mind?
2: How long is this podcast gonna <laughs> be? <laughs> we have a long time, right? Okay, yeah. Go for it. So I own I I'm pretty I think I'm pretty good about owning my humanity. I feel like I'm pretty good about being like, oh man, that just didn't go well. And I think the times that are the most difficult or the most challenging or the times that I may have failed are the times when there are, what I do is with humans, you know, we, we have human stuff, they have human lives and human problems and human marriages and divorces and all the things that, all the things that come with life. And sometimes it's a little difficult to be patient with some of the humanness and some of the things. So I tend to get a little, I, I don't know if this is the right answer, but I tend to get a little short fused with, you know, the mistakes that other, you know. Please don't spend your down payment money on something that you don't need a week before closing like. Please don't do that. You know, so I I, get, I tend to fail in that regard a lot. I tend to, I'm a pretty direct, maybe almost to a fault, like you cannot do that. Sometimes people will say to me, I feel like you're holding my credit cards hostage. Can I please have them back? And I'm like, do you want to own this house or do you want to lose the house? And you can hate me after this, but you're going to hate me from the kitchen of your new house because it's going to, we're going to get this across the finish line. So I think I don't always handle that, those moments the best probably, but there's a lot of opportunity to learn in all of this because... We're humans, and right. we do human things. Right. Mm-hmm. And
0: some people just straight up need that. Yeah, yeah. yes, that's true. Because I think yeah. where, where our financial health is concerned as families and as a culture we need a little tough love speaking in at times mm-hmm. and people holding Completely things agree. hostage for us. Yes.
2: Yeah. And I tell them, <laughs> I, I don't have all the answers, but I know how to get you from A to Z and we're not on the right path right now. So sometimes I just don't necessarily handle that the best. So I fail in those regards, but then I try to do better with the next client and maybe give you a little more grace. Right.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good. That's good.
2: Um, <clears throat> I'm sure I'll think of another one later though and be like, yeah. that was really the failure. Right. I didn't think of that in the moment, but yeah. no I'll worries. think of another failure later. No
0: worries. Um, so if, if, if we think about the people that you're working with, mm-hmm. um, what are the things that you see in families in situations that, that you're stepping into that we just, you know, people like me, we just completely underestimate. And oh, if we would one. just kind of get this right in our lives, not that it would make your job Besides easier. spending your deposit. Yeah, just, yeah, just stop, stop spending.
2: Don't spend your down payment money the week before closing. That's that's don't number that. one. Yes. Don't, don't, don't you do do yeah, don't do that do that. Part, uh-uh. Nope. The, She's nope. She's
0: going to yell at you. I'm not going to let her yell at me because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going
2: to
1: pick up the phone and tell her I did it. <laughs> that's right.
2: He's not going right. to confess about that. No, no. no. Nope, nope. <laughs> I know where
1: my failure is. I
0: don't, I don't need to call her. She, she'll just tell me straight. So what What do we underestimate? That if we would just kind of tackle this in our families, and our own personal lives, that – um, it would set us up for maybe not like extreme success in our lives, but just uh-huh. better food. Oh,
2: this is, I have a good. I think I have a good answer for this. For so I think the biggest thing is the the tackling the desire to keep up with everyone else, to have all the things, to do all the things, to be the thing on Facebook that you want to look like, and owning that, and just being content and hmm. accepting the blessings that you have, and understanding the you know, the place that you're in is a season and that's where you're supposed to be. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's huge. And I think a lot of the credit situations and things that I see stem from that. I want more. I need to do more. I need to spend more. I want that car. I want that vacation. I want this or that because they see everybody else doing it. And I think um, that is probably the biggest downfall in families. Mm -hmm. And I think not owning that and recognizing that leads to what I deal with on from a true tangible paperwork perspective, which is credit scores that aren't where they could be because people don't understand the cost of credit and what it means to have a 680 credit score is a lot bigger price tag for the same same end result as a 780 credit score. And people just can't wrap their head around that. And I spend a lot of time, a lot of time, educating people on their credit and understanding their credit and what that credit score means and how they got to that place and how to get out of that place more than anything is probably the biggest question. Not because I'm a credit counselor and I tell them that. I say, I'm not a credit counselor, but I know what it takes to buy a house. And I think those things are rooted in our desire to have more and spend more in material things. And Mm -hmm. that's the problem. Wow
0: contentment. That's contentment. Oh, my Thank you for that yeah. word. That's exactly. So I've got I've got two sophomores in high uh-huh. school currently. Uh-huh. And we were driving down a road on the south and southern side of town. Uh-huh. Big mansion.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Oh dad, when are you and mom going to going <laughs> to move up in the world kind of uh-huh. at question. And I was like, dude, my vacuum cleaner's graduating in 3 years. <laughs> We're downsizing.
2: (laughs) My (laughs) vacuum (laughs) cleaner is fantastic. And just the
0: processing in his brain of, you oh. would downsize. Uh huh. Like absolutely. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything bigger. You yeah. Know, it would cost more. Uh, yeah. And you have to clean more and yeah. you mow the
2: grass and do all the things. Yeah. And then you'd yeah. come back
1: home more and eat more food. I know. I, I know. really so. feel
2: like what you said though is is uh it's a self realization. <clears throat> I think you know we all go through seasons of wanting and doing and striving and all of those things and there's nothing wrong with that but right. there's a self realization that comes with. But I don't want to. I don't want the responsibility that comes with it. I don't. I don't really want this. This isn't really feel, filling me up. It's right. just not.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wish as a culture we could just slow down, just a touch more, yes. and really think and process what does make me content.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And what, what I was- find shocking is a lot of people are right there. They're kind of teetering, yeah. and they're kind of fa- a lot of times they're falling on the. The other direction of, right. but I need it, so I'm right. gonna right. get it, and you know.
1: And then they get past that point, and then they realize they should have backed up and stayed over yes. there on the other lane. Yeah. Right. It mm-hmm. seems like that's like after the that buyer's remorse mm-hmm. conversation. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it happens with houses as much, oh, yeah. but like I can see people going through this with cars like all the time. Like, it's not a $1,500 car that creates the remorse. It's the 50, 60, 70 thousand dollar cars that are just like.
2: why did I I do that? that? And why do I have an $800 a month payment? And now I can't quit qualified for the home that I really want and need for my family because I made this decision six months ago or and somebody just told me the
1: other day, like your car is an extension of your wardrobe. So therefore Mm. you you look at it differently than you look at a house, like a house you have to live in. And so there's people in other parts of the country that live in a glorified storage shed, but they drive a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah. granted, those are extremes, but you get it. Like, yeah,
2: yeah. The way I see that play out specific to what I do is I when people call me for an application or I'm on the phone with them and I'm just beginning the application process and I've gathered their... All the essentials, their name, date of birth, blah, blah, address, where they work, what they make. And then I flip the page over. I'm down to my files are all digital except for one piece of paper. And I have to be able to kind of pour my brain out into notes on a piece of paper. So I flip over the page. And on the top of it, I write, I ask them the question, if you could pick your monthly payment on your new mortgage that is going to be comfortable for you, what would that number be? And they usually reference it to what they're paying in rent currently mm-hmm. or well, currently our mortgage is this much and wow, that's really tight. So we need it to be lower, you know, whatever. They always usually have a point of reference for that, but they usually haven't thought about it. I kind of catch them off guard a little hmm. bit with that question. Cause they're, they say, usually take pause really that question. Well, because, it's and,
1: usually about like, Hey, this is what you can, you're approved for.
2: Absolutely. So, and I, I never have really approached it that way because people call and say, can you tell me the maximum I'm approved for? And I say, yes, but you are not going to like the payment that comes with it because I'm going to probably be able to approve you for more than what you really want to pay on a monthly basis that's going to fit your budget and, and work for your life. Mm-hmm. And so I ask them that question, and they usually have to kind of think about it. And I tell them, I'm not going to hold you to it. I just want you to give it some thought and then just give me something to write down and we'll, we'll go from there. So then I ask them, if you could pick your down payment amount, what would that be? And then that tells me, you know, kind of what they're working with for down payment funds and liquid assets and things like that. And just from those two questions, I'm able to pretty adequately assess, you know, where they should be. What happens a lot of times is, back to the point we just made, is that they call me back a couple weeks later, well, we're just not finding anything in that price point. We're just not happy with what we're finding in that price point that gets us that payment. And... I try not to, I'm not a financial planner, so I try not to project a whole lot onto that, but I sometimes take the liberty to say, that's fine. You technically can get approved for more. I can approve for you for another $50,000 worth of house. But you, back to the beginning, we're now up to X amount payment, and that's $400 more than the payment we talked about at the beginning that you said you'd be comfortable with. So I try to, like, remind them just a little bit. I mean... They're going to do what they're going to do a lot of times, but True. I try to direct that way. True. Well,
0: looking back, mm-hmm. um, the 20-something-year-old Megan, what would you tell her today? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. Okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would tell her that just to remember that things happen in seasons, that it's not necessarily by a tangible age or time frame that it's all going to work out fine and that you kind of have to know that you're going to learn from the seasons that you're in. Cause I can very, even in the capacity I work in now, I can very vividly see God's plan laid out for, you know, you were here during this season of life and then the shifted over here in this season of life. And, um, this specific, I can, I can pinpoint literal points in time almost to the day where I'm like, okay, Okay, I got it. That's why that happened. And now I understand. But I didn't understand it in the moment. So I would tell my 20-year-old self to trust the process a little bit <laughs> and to know that things are a season and they're going to cycle and resolve and it's not going to be that way forever. Or it's not going to be that way forever, so you better make the most of it. it could You could you, you could paint ways. that in either light. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So that's Absolutely. what I would tell her. That's cool. And I would tell her not to eat quite so many um, donuts. (laughs) (laughs) Stop eating all the donuts. Be content. (laughs) Yes, be Be content. content. (laughs) Got a running thing here.
0: That's awesome. All right. Well, how can we be in touch with you. If somebody is listening to this going, I want
2: to know more. I have questions, Um, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I am, my email is pretty easy. You don't have to spell out my 12 letter last name, so that'll help. Um, I know, right? So my email address is Megan, M-E-G-A-N at themortgageexchange.com. Pretty easy to find on Facebook if you start typing Megan, <laughs> then it uh, and then V O N, it'll start coming up from there. And then um, my actual application page is just mortgage with com. So, okay, that's the easy. Way right. to get. And that's we'll put that in together. the show
0: notes so. for yeah, sure. That, awesome, yeah, yeah. We can find it. But, yeah, thank you. Anything else that you can think of? Are you no, I you know, you rocked it. Like, hey, I, I yeah. appreciate
1: all the, I mean, it is just uh, it's great to to talk to somebody who's out there coaching people not just taking applications and not... Yeah. Like, actually, like, working with their people and just...
2: Yeah, I love that part. And the people that that
1: you're helping, like I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I've sent you several people, and Mm -hmm. like people always out. So who do you use? You need to call Megan.
2: Yeah, and I appreciate that because
1: yeah, I mean just it's your heart. You just do an excellent job of
2: serving the people, an excellent job of leading them,
1: not just serving
2: them, and not just spooning information. That's the goal. I really love the educating them through the (laughs) process, almost to a fault, because that's not that's that takes some time. Right. So, but I love that's my favorite is when I can. Spend a little time educating them and so then I, when they go to closing and get their keys, it's like, right? Yes, we yeah. did it. <laughs> so, yeah, I
1: yeah, definitely want to say thank you for showing up. Thank today. you for I having thank me. Thank you for helping me in the past as well. Uh, you You're helped welcome. me as well. So Yeah. yeah. There may be a phone call down and the road. Jesus.
0: Okay. I want to call you next week. <laughs> I mean... Not that we're, you know, not that we're upsizing our home anytime soon. But...
2: <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's the smart thing probably. Okay. So it's fine. Yeah. Contentment. Yes. Back for contentment. For that. Yes. Right. All right, of right, that. Right. Yep. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, Megan Von Dilligan.
2: They... See, Very did it work? Right. Did you think in your head, it. Gilligan, get... when I've you said it? I've been thinking
0: about it for five minutes. That's
2: awesome. Perfect.
0: Hey, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Sharing with us. Yeah. Have a great one. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> See you guys. Bye.
1: So that was a great time with Megan. I really appreciate that was her excellent, yeah. um, and her insight. And, you know, it's one of the blessings we get as the guys that are hosting this podcast is just being able to talk to these great business leaders. Yeah. These The yeah. leadership is just amazing. So I got to say, Jason, what was – what's some of the biggest takeaway? Well, give me oh, a takeaway.
0: Really for me, the – I mean – I I don't resonate with the financial world as much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am very thankful for passionate people like Megan that helped me through life. Um, but the part that really just hit home for me was the contentment piece of just, you know, be content with where we're at. We're not, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't have to, um, hit this level of living that really will stress us or provide more upkeep or, I mean, there's a joy and a happiness in not being Right, leverage to the hilt. Right, it really is. Right, I mean, just being content, yeah. Right, that'd be something to strive for in my life. I know, even yeah. and not just personally as a family, but even in, in business development, you know, is are, the, are those goals really worth the cost that it's gonna be to you? Right, and you know, the cost can be significant.
1: Those are those are real things, aren't they? Like yeah. it's not necessarily everybody needs to have this multi-million dollar company. Maybe right. it's just enough to keep, you know,
0: take care of you and your family and have a couple of employees like, mm-hmm. or not like, right. I mean, if we think back to the peace index from the beginning of the podcast, that, that that's what brings me contentment is a combination of those five things and provisions only a, a one fifth of that.
1: That's interesting. You know, I hadn't thought about it and that way. So
0: um, it'll, you know, just being content so that we can mm-hmm. focus on all five areas, not just the one.
1: You know, I've talked to Megan a lot over the last couple of years and just about different things about growth and business and different things. And, uh, I gotta say that was the big one for me too. Like I just, do I want, um, bigger company? Do I want to grow my company? And, and is it, um, or can I just be content with where I'm at? Cause I don't, Know that I need anything more. I don't know, or what do I want? And, you know, just you know, trying to balance out that life of want versus need, and um, and you go down to some down to some philosophical ideas, and it just there's there's that balance of okay. trying to create that balance of uh, I don't need this, but I want it, or I don't I want it, and it's just not necessary.
0: Right. Right. So, and it's okay. I mean, I, I want. I want growth. I want progress. I want to achieve goals. But two of the words that have been sticking in my mind lately are sustainable. Uh I want sustainable growth. I don't don't want to go so hard so fast that I can't keep it up after six months or a year or three years or whatever. Um, And I want it to be simple and scalable. I I don't want these complex systems that I have to continually be Super mindful about. I want something that's just simple. It works. And I can scale it. And, Uh you know. Yeah. That's
1: huge. I think. And she's definitely brought that back to our forefront. So I'm very thankful for her. And very thankful for her wisdom. And in the financial impact that she makes, um, just dealing with other people's finances every day. Yeah. So.
0: So if you're listening in and you end up on the other side of a phone with a Megan, whether it's this Megan or, or another one saying, like yeah. saying you remember you were comfortable with this number before and mm-hmm. now you're not, um, let that be a heart check. Mm-hmm. I, guess. I think it's good.
1: And this, Absolutely. I mean, and use this peace index to help that do that heart check as well. Very true. Very true. So, well thanks well, again for See you back next week, right? Hanging out. Yeah, I yeah. always enjoy this. <laughs>
0: hey, thanks for tuning in. Y'all have a great day. See you and- next week.